Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. 48 hours to go. Joe seems very confident and brilliant shape. Yeah, he is. He's in great shape. He's in good spirits. Um, he's just ready to fight now. This this fight's been lingering on, hasn't it, since since February. So we're just he's ready to go now. Yeah. Uh, respectful at the start. A little bit of a tension at the end where Joe was like, respect your elders. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's just... He's, he's, he's in fight mode, isn't he? He's relaxed. He saw, I think, if you look at the two of them, you look who was the most relaxed, it was obvious. Joe was way more relaxed than he was. Um, Joe's been here before. He's been on the Olympic... He's been in an Olympic final. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's been on these big stages before. This is... I know he's fought Nathan Gorman, but that's Nathan, uh, that, that fight with Nathan Gorman wasn't... It's not fighting Joe Joyce on the on the biggest stage. It's going to be a great fight. It's going to be a great fight. He's, 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 he's ready to go. Joe's ready to go. You're going to get a, a blockbuster heavyweight fight on Saturday. We know Joe's strength going into this. His chin, his endurance, his engine, punching power. Um, another aspect uh, about Joe is that he's fought world-class opposition, the yeah. best in the amateur game, and, and some world-class wins under his belt in the professional ranks. But Daniel said in there that everyone he's fought in the professional ranks past their primes. Thoughts on that? Well, if the people he's fought that are past their primes, the people he's fought are living in the dinosaur ages. I mean, Frank was talking about Kevin Johnson being a former world title challenger. Yes, that was 20 years ago. He was out. Of, he was, Kevin Johnson was past his prime when he fought Tyson Fury. He, he was, and that's. If, if we're going to go on to that, Brian Jennings is no is not past it. Brian Jennings would beat a lot of heavyweights at the moment. He's a good, solid fighter. If you ask anybody that sparred Brian Jennings, they know how hard he is to to to, to fight. So Joe's fought Ustinov, Bermain Stivern. Yeah, Bermain Stivern was large when he came into the fight, but it was still Bermain Stivern. He was still you saw him swinging, and Joe Joe battered him, didn't he? Would it be fair to say though that for either man this would be their best win? Oh, in the pros. In the professional oh, oh, God, Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's, it's the biggest win. It's, it's, it's a huge fight for both of them because it's big stakes, isn't there? Whoever wins this fight takes mandatory position in the WBO, which is huge for both. I think people do overlook that Brian Jennings win, though. They do. Oh, massively, massively. Brian Jennings was coming. He told me all week off camera. He goes, I'm, "This is the biggest mistake you've ever you've ever made." Well, in the first round, we all thought the same. Yeah, like, I, listen, Joe was messing around in the first round. He was swinging his arm around and. You learn from your mistakes. Joe's been there, twelve round distance with with Brian, with Brian Jennings. He's been hurt. He's passed those. He's he's he's, he's passed. He's passed those tests. We've seen Daniel Debar get shook up when he fought Richard Latte. We saw what Fabio Wardy did to Richard Latte the other week. Sam, talk me through the situation with Ishmael Salas, who's now tested positive for COVID nineteen. Yeah, it's, listen, it's not ideal, but. Um, we're just we're just getting on with it. One thing I do know is if this would have happened the other way around and Martin Bowers would have tested positive, this fight wouldn't be going ahead. But Joe's experienced. He's he's uh, he's ready. He's ready for this night. Steve Broughton's very very more than capable. Um, when Salas came back from America, we kept him separate, just on the the, the 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 possibility of him failing a test. And luckily we did that, and we took the right precautions. And luckily the fight's still going ahead. Yeah, that is the main thing. Uh, Joe will have Stephen in his corner. Yeah. Uh, also, with, Jimmy Tibbs. Along with Jimmy Tibbs, who's got ridiculous amounts of it. There's no more experienced coach than, than, than Jimmy Tibbs. So, we're in a good place. Yeah, and the, and the British board have cleared this fight. This fight is on. We yeah. just confirmed that. Disappointed with the situation with Ishmael, though? Yeah, of course. Listen, of course you are. But what, what are we going to do? We're not going to. As, as I said to Joe, we, we said we, we all sat down together yesterday. What are we going to do? Sit around and cry about it or. Call the fight off. Were you no, considering calling the fight no off? Chance. Joe, no chance. Joe wouldn't do that. Joe, no, absolutely not a doubt. He's, he's the, we have to remember, the fighter's the boss in this situation. No chance. Didn't even cross his mind. Does it affect his chances on Saturday night? No, it doesn't affect his chances on, on Saturday night. It's, as I say, it's not an ideal situation, but Joe Joyce is still Joe Joyce, and we believe our man's going to beat Daniel Dubois on Saturday. Whenever I've spoken to you on camera and off camera in the lead up to this fight, extremely confident you are. But are, are, are the nerves kicking in? Umar, I was nervous when Joe fought uh, <laughs> Rudolf Jozic at your call. I'm nervous at every, at every fight, so it makes no... Uh, 
there's no secrets behind me. I get, I'm in a, I'm in a mess if we're on the lead up to fights, but that's just because, but with all my fighters, but this fight's a special, got a special feeling about it, and it's, there's big stakes, but I believe in him. I really believe in him, and Joe's not been given the respect that he really does deserve from, from the uh, people within boxing do, because they realise what it takes to win the medals he's won as an amateur, took the challenges on as a pro in the early stages that he has done, but he's, um, he's ready to go. What would your message to people at home, boxing fans, etc., be considering Joe is three to one against? Four to one on some, in some, in some. Yeah. Places. Look at whom I was getting his phone out ready for Bet Three Six Five. Saw it on Bet Three Six Five. He was four to one. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's, they're giving him journeyman odds, aren't they? Is that a bit insulting? It's up to them. People are going to have a good Christmas who bet on Joe. Okay, listen, Sam Jones. Thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Is there anything you'd like to add ahead of Saturday night? No, mate. Cheers, mate. Nice watch. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Dangerous. He's got dynamite in both fists. This is a big fight for boxing fans all around the world. Uh, how to exploit Joe's um, weaknesses and, and recognize his strengths. Frank Warren suggested that the winner of this fight will go on. There's only one war that matters, the Great War, and it's here. Not entirely true, of course, but I couldn't resist paraphrasing Game of Thrones to describe Daniel Dubois against Joe Joyce, which takes place this Saturday night live on BT Sport. Um, it certainly is here, um, only a few days away now. Um, it's not the only war that matters. We've seen a lot of great fights this year, but it is certainly the biggest all-British fight of 2020. And... Hugely anticipated fight that I'm hugely, again, looking forward to. Um, the general consensus appears to be that Daniel Dubois wins early, Joe Joyce wins late. But I'm here to tell you that anything could happen, pretty much. You know, Joe Joyce could win early. He's certainly powerful enough. He's got early wins on his record. Um, he might not punch as hard with single shots as Dubois, but... He punches in great volume and every shot hurts. They're thudding shots. Um, if Dubois decides to engage and uh, exchange too early, there's nothing to say he won't walk on to a shot that buzzes him and then Joyce follows up to overwhelm Dubois in the early rounds. And on the flip side of that, there's nothing to say that Dubois couldn't win late on. You know, Joe is not the best defensively. He does take a lot of shots in an effort to land his own. And I don't see why Daniel Dubois couldn't take advantage of the gaps in Joe's defence and gradually wear him down. So pretty much anything could happen. I don't necessarily see Dubois winning early, although a lot of people say he has to win within the first six rounds, otherwise he's not going to win at all. I, I don't agree with that. I think Dubois, um, we've seen him in fights. He doesn't tend to kind of go searching for those early knockouts. They just come because he's a huge puncher and he finds the gaps and, and the opposition He's fought so far. I haven't been always the most durable, Kevin Johnson aside, and he didn't come to win. Um, so Joe Joyce, people talk about his chin from the amateurs. People talk about being hurt by the body shot in his last fight against Bryant Jennings. And yes, he can be caught cold, but I don't see Dubois destroying him early on. I see Joyce able to come through hairy moments if they come early on and to, to take the fight into the mid to late rounds, at least. Um... I'm not sure I see an early knockout on either side. Um, I, th I see the fight going. I don't see it going the distance. I think they both hit too hard and get hit too much um, for it to last 12 three-minute rounds. Um, but I do see uh, it going quite deep into the fight. So you'll get, I was going to say value for your money, but as if you're a BT subscriber, there's no extra charge, of course, if the fight was removed from pay-per-view, which is great for the fans, obviously. Not just... Um, licking anyone's arse by saying that, but it's a fight that I was happy to pay for um, at the normal pay-per-view price before the announcement was made. So, 
can't complain now that it's on regular BT subscription television. So yeah, I see it going deep into the fight, and then it's all about who imposes their game plan on the other, and and also who's taken enough out of their opponent within the early stages. Although I don't see it ending early, I can see those first six rounds being pivotal to the eventual outcome of the contest. So if Dubois is able to exert enough damage onto Joyce, if he's able to bust him up facially, if he's able to hurt him to the body, if Joyce feels after six rounds that he's been in a fight, then that usual Joe Joyce stamina and volume punching and, and energy going into those later rounds might not be so apparent. Um, but on the flip side of that, if Joyce has lost the large portion of those first six rounds, but is able to wear Dubois down. And I think it's crucial, a couple of things with Joyce. A, that he targets the body to, to slow Dubois down and take something out of him in the early rounds. But B, that he cuts the ring off really well. That He doesn't have to throw 100 punches around. He doesn't have to do his usual kind of just throw, 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 not necessarily always with craft or guile. But what he does need to do is make sure he maintains pressure with his feet. Um, he might not have the fastest feet, but he's a decent mover and he knows how to cut a ring off. Um, he knows how to use angles to, to corner his opponent and to manoeuvre him into position to be hit by his shots. I think, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Jeremiah Milton, the American, unbeaten American who sparred both, who said, yeah, Joyce might not be particularly fast, but when you get in the ring with him, that ring gets small very, very quickly because Joe knows how to cut the ring off. He's very experienced as, as an amateur Olympic silver medalist, of course, and, and has fought the better opposition as a pro. I think that experience, the ability to rough the bar up, the ability to know when to hold and when to work, and the you know the size as well. Um, he's very tall, very long. He can tie the bar up when he needs to. He can cut the space down with his footwork. And I think that could prove pivotal um, if he does enough of that in the early rounds, that the bar is not only um, a little bit beaten up by the second half of the fight, or at least tiring, but also maybe mentally kind of challenged, a little bit dispirited, not you know having to go to plan B potentially because you know, for all they say about being ready for 12 hard rounds, sometimes fighters, particularly big punchers, do kind of have a feeling in the back of their mind, as much as they try to repel it, that, that no one can really stand up to that power and that the fights won't go too long. So if you're a huge puncher like the Bois is, and most of your opponents have fallen early, except for Kevin Johnson, who's we said wasn't particularly ambitious that night, as he, you know, he's quite erratic in his performances these days. Um, you get to the later half of the fight, your opponent's still standing, you might have exerted plenty of damage, but he's still there, still throwing, and you might start to, to find doubt creeping in. Um, especially Dubois, who's a young fighter, hasn't overcome adversity, didn't compete much as a senior amateur. So all that side of things, the mental side, I think is as much a test for Dubois in this fight as, as physically. And that's one of the things that makes it so intriguing. But then on the Joyce side, this is, this is his last chance, and it sounds ridiculous considering it's so early in his pro career, but he's 35 years old. Um, if he can't get past Dubois, Dubois is a formidable opponent, but he's not Anthony Joshua, he's not Tyson Fury, let's get it right. He might become that in a few years, but at the moment, if Joe's going to beat him, he's going to beat him now. If this fight were to take place after another two, three years of seasoning and Joe getting older and Dubois maturing, Dubois would be an even bigger favourite than he is. And I think Dubois is too big a favourite with the bookies, by the way. But he'd be an even bigger favourite than he is now. I think, um, as it stands, Joyce needs to get past Dubois if he's got any hope of fulfilling the potential that's suggested by his amateur achievements. Um, Dubois, if he loses, he's still young, he's what, 23, 24? If he loses, he can easily come back. He can be rebuilt. He's got the tools. He's got the promoter behind him, Frank Warren, who clearly believes in him, clearly like really, really rates him. Um, and he's he's growing as, a, as an attraction, as a personality. So if he did lose to Joyce, and I'm not saying he will, it's by no means the end um, for Dubois. Whereas for Joyce, this, this kind of is make or break. And that could give him the extra motivation he needs to produce the performance of his career. Um, one thing that concerns me about Joyce is the um, erratic nature of his training camp for this fight. I read um, Chris McKenna's excellent piece uh, about Ismail Salas um, in the Daily Star recently, or online, obviously, because no one's allowed out at the moment. Um, Chris McKenna, you should read his stuff, he's very good. Um, but on this occasion, he spoke to, um, he, sorry, he didn't speak to Ismail Salas, he documented the fact that Ismail Salas 
had had to go back to Las Vegas um, during Joyce's training camp because he's got a couple of other fighters there um, who he's working with. Felix Vadeo uh, is one of them. And so he started Joyce's camp with him, went back to Vegas for a few weeks and then returned for fight week, um, leaving Steve Broughton, who worked with, um, who's worked with Joyce in the past and worked with him for the most recent fight against Michael Valish, Wallish, whatever his name is. I've just realised, I think I said Bryant Jennings was his last fight earlier in this video, so that's wrong. It was Valish, of course, I tend to forget that fight as it was a tune-up. Um, but getting back to the point, Steve Broughton has worked with Joyce before, he'd be working with him alongside Salas anyway, and he stepped in um, as the head trainer while Salas was back in the US dealing with his other fighters. But that does worry me a bit because Joyce has always talked about how great coach Salas is, how great their bond is, how much he's learned from the Cuban. And the fact that he disappeared, not disappeared is a bit harsh, he obviously had prior commitments, but the fact that he wasn't with Joyce for those couple of weeks, a crucial stage, I'd say, of his training camp. You know, that's when you get towards the end of your sparring, it's, it's when you're peaking in the gym. And Salas wasn't there to kind of point out any mistakes, to, to hone um, Joyce's, Joyce's form. That concerns me a little bit, and that's no disrespect to Broughton. But, you know, especially if Salas is going to be the main man on fight night, giving instructions in the corner. Now, I'm not sure... If that's the case or not, we shall see. But it's a concern either way, because even if it's Brown, then Salas is the main man. He's the one Joe has listened to in the past. He's worked with him since the start of his pro career on and off. Um, so that is a bit of a worry. You know, Dubois has been beavering away in a new Peacock gym. Excellent facilities there. Under Martin Bowers as a head coach, as he has been throughout Dubois' um, embryonic pro career. So there's been no unsettling, you know, when Dubois not been with Bowers, he's been with his dad and various other people doing strength and conditioning for the first time ever. He's done SNC and you can tell in his physique, you know, he looks like a monster. Um, fights aren't won on, on kind of who looks better aesthetically, obviously, but it just shows how seriously Dubois and his team are taking this fight. There might be people out there, pundits and so on, who are overlooking Joyce, but I don't think Dubois and his team have. And I think that's incredibly important too. Um, so it's time to, to put my neck on the line, I guess. And I don't normally do predictions, but it is the biggest British fight of the year. I feel like I should. Um, and I feel also, I guess most importantly, I've been pressing people all week to give their predictions for the channel and, and kind of forcing them off the fence in some cases. So if I'm going to say that, then I have to stick my own head above the parapet as well. And I feel it'll be a very competitive fight, particularly early on. Um, but I don't see... Joyce doing sufficient damage to Dubois as Dubois does to him. I don't see him doing as much damage to Dubois as Dubois does to him early on. And I think that will prove pivotal as the fight moves into the latter stages. And I think Dubois, I think it could become um, quite hard to watch towards kind of round seven, eight, nine, as Dubois really takes over and um, Joyce gets gradually beaten up. Um, and I see either a stoppage or the corner um, withdrawing Joyce somewhere around ninth or 10th round. Um, that's that's my official prediction. And um, I can only apologise in advance to Joe Joyce and Sam Jones if I'm wrong about that. But you've got to pick someone. You know, you're going to upset someone. And uh, we can all be wrong. It is a genuine, for me, it is a genuine 50-50 fight. Um, be great to hear your predictions below. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have already commented on some of the other videos of what you think is going to happen. But still, I'd like to know um, what you think of my analysis, but more importantly, who you think is going to win, how and in what round, or, or obviously if it goes to points. Let me know. Um, I'll be back with uh, Flexpectations. I don't think I even said this was Flexpectations, but I'll be back with the next Flexpectations next week, Thursday. Um, where we'll look ahead to a couple of shows. Billy Joe Saunders against Martin Murray, headlining a matchroom show um, here. And then uh, we've also got the Frank Warren show with Anthony Yard against Lyndon Arthur. Um, on the Saturday night and we've not if that's not enough we've got this hugely intriguing uh, Errol Spence against Danny Garcia on the same night in the US so I'll be looking ahead to all of those on Flexpectations next week 4.30pm Thursday and to reflect on Dubois Joyce I'll be here with Reflections Monday at 4.30pm appreciate your time as always and I will see you all soon cheers <laughs>
knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. An absolutely huge fight week with Mr. Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce. Two unbeaten heavyweights, two Londoners. Put it on the line, putting your O's on the line here. Yeah, well, it's, it's getting ready to get real now. We're ready to put on a show and, you know, really light up the, light up the place, light up the world for, this, for Saturday night. Loving that, light up the world. Yeah, exactly. You know, this, um, I'm not playing no games. This is a... I'm ready to cause do do my business and cause you know some serious pain. Have you played it out in your mind? First bell goes. What does Daniel Dubois do? Go out there and meet him. You know, with a jab or whatever I've, I need to throw. On, you know, when I see the opening there, I'll go right out there and put it on. Him. We know your strengths. We know Joe's strengths, and I think this is why it's such a brilliant fight because we don't know about perhaps some of Joe's weaknesses and your weaknesses. We'll find that out on Saturday night. But do you believe your ability to light, land that right hand destructively, that left to the body, that jab busting up, those are the keys for you to win that fight? Yeah, exactly. There's some of the keys, but I'm going to need everything I've got in my arsenal. Um, you know, all the tools and all the weapons have been sharpened, so I need to go out there and use them all. You know, it's not just you know boxing, but will willpower and able to stick in and you know whatever hits me hits me with hitting back you know twice as hard with it. Daniel this is so intriguing because you speak to team Dubois absolutely confident you guys won't lose you speak to team Joyce they're absolutely confident they don't lose it's very rare in boxing these days however see, there will have to be a, a loser on Saturday night what makes you believe apart from your ability that you come out victorious on Saturday night given his world-class experience in amateur, in the amateur ranks and the professional ranks, what makes you believe that you'll come out on top? Just, I don't, you know, I don't second guess myself. I'm in this to win it, and um, that's just how it is. I'm, you know, throughout all my career and every fight I've approached, it's the same, same deal. I'm, I'm here to, you know, shock the world. And you know, if everyone's against, you know, f you know, thinking that the odds are against me, I love being the underdog and proving them wrong. Well, you certainly aren't the underdog. Uh, as I said, a lot of fans, people in boxing have this 50-50, but the bookmakers have you a clear favourite. Are you surprised about how much of a favourite you are with the bookmakers? No, I don't, I don't know about that, the numbers and everything, but uh, I'm sure if someone's got it right, and you know, I just, that's good to have that backing and everything else, and I don't know how that stuff works, but this must be a positive. As I said, Joe's got brilliant pedigree in the amateur game, got some world-class wins under his belt in professional ranks. What does a win for Daniel Dubois against Joe Joyce do for your career? A uh, massive win. This is, um, you know, on, onwards and upwards to glory and, you know, the big fights and the world title fights. This is moving really quickly to the world title. So this is a, a must-win fight and the biggest fight of my career to date, easily. Is there a bit of personal element as well with Joe? Um, not really, not, not personal, you know, this is just business, he's in my way, he's trying to stop me from getting to where I need to go and that's, that's the reality of it, I've got to break him and go right through him if I have to. We heard in that uh, round table with you and Frank Warren and, and Joe and Sam Jones, Sam Jones said that you've never been in a serious fight before, what did you make of that? Uh, uh, to me, you know, yeah, some fighters, we get, I was a build, I'm building up a prospect, so, you know, this is, I've had some, enough tests I need for this fight, and I'm, I've had enough time to prepare for it, so whatever he said, it doesn't matter anyway. Well, other figures have commented on this fight, such as Lennox Lewis and Frank Bruno, and they're giving you massive praise. When you hear figures like Lennox and Frank giving you huge praise going into this fight, it must spur you with confidence. Oh, definitely, um, you know, they're some of the heroes of mine growing up, so they're in the they're backing and they're blessing. It's, it's um, just going to power me on to go forward and you know destroy. Now we are three days out from the fight itself. Can you give me a final prediction? A devastating performance. Um, I said before it would be a devastating performance and a great night of fighting. Do you want to just look into the camera, tell the fans, tell Joe Joyce what happens and whether you believe you're going to knock Joe Joyce out this Saturday night? No, I 100% believe I will come away with the win and the victorious, but it will be a devastating finish and I can't wait for it. Daniel Dubois, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. We wish you the best of luck. Yeah. We'll get a word with you after the fight, if that's all right. All right, thank you. 
Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Dangerous. He's got dynamite in both fists. This is a big fight for boxing fans all around the world. Uh, how to exploit Joe's um, weaknesses and, and recognize his strengths. Frank Warren suggested that the winner of this fight will go on. Ornabas staying here for seconds out, here with Sam Jones, the manager to Joe Joyce. Sam, finally here. It's been a crazy 2020. Many rearrangements, but we're here. Fight week is here. We've all got our green wristbands. How are you feeling? It's been a crazy year, hasn't it? Um, yeah, feeling good. Um, I'm happy that everyone's, we're, the fight's on. That's the main thing. Um, Joe's looking in, in a confident mood. So is Daniel, actually. Just talk to me about these two guys. We, we know that a lot of people are talking and talking about Joe, calling him slow. Um, you know, he's a bit older. He's well, not a bit older. He's a lot older than Daniel. Uh, Daniel's got the youth, the power. But what, what do you make of all this? You, you, you're in the gym with Joe. You, know, you see him train. You, we've seen what he does as a fighter. How does Joe win this, and why does Joe win this? How did he win his Olympic silver medal? Like that should have been a gold. How did he, the Commonwealth Games, the numerous medals he's won? He's, Beat Philip Pergovic in the in the amateurs. Beat Tony Oka, Fraser Clark, like the Majidov who's fighting. It's Joe's been in. Joe's tested at, at, at the top level. Granted, at the, at the, the pro level, um, his, his best win Brian Jennings. But he's people are just underestimating Joe. They're just they're just underestimating him. And like Joe's got his chance on Saturday to 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 prove everyone wrong. I was going to actually allude to that. Um, it seems like people are sort of not looking at the amateur record or the amateur career of George Joyce and they're putting forward his uh, professional career. Um, you put it there that he's probably got better names on his resume than Daniel Jabot. He Jabot's. has probably got, he has got, you know that as well, you're not stupid, so it's, it's, uh, it's, he has got it, everyone, everybody knows it. It's not, even a, it's not even a question when they were asking him. The pe are people really saying Jabot's got a better pro record than, than Joe? Don't be ridiculous. Let's not, let's not be stupid. All right, so let's talk about the sort of BT Sport face-off that you guys did, you four round the table with uh, Bunsey. Um, you, you kept on alluding to the Kevin Johnson fight, and since then, obviously Daniel's come forward and fought Gorman, and he said it there, that was probably his best fight. Do you feel like, after that Kevin Johnson fight, that, that, that he has improved that, you know, maybe that Kevin Johnson fight was something in the past? We've not really seen it, though, have we? What, what have we really seen? He's been handed, spoon-fed Ebenezer Tete and... Richard Latte and whatever that that of a old Fujimoto, yeah. I mean, this is what is what is. I've said from the get go, Daniel's a very good fighter, big puncher, good jab, good solid fundamentals. He's, he's a top, he's a top fighter, but so's Joe. So you're going to get a great fight on Saturday. I do need to sort of address the situation with yourself in regards uh, to the, the the trainer for Joe. We know that Ismail Salas has tested positive for COVID-19. Just give me your thoughts on, uh, just tell me first of all, how is this fight going ahead and what, what are the protocols that were put in place? Um, first things first, if this had been the other way around and Martin Bowers would have failed the test, this fight wouldn't be going ahead. It's a fact, no chance. They wouldn't They wouldn't be taking this fight. But Joe's very, very confident. He's got Steve Broughton here with him and Steve's been with, with Joe um, from the beginning. So we've, he's always he's always uh, been around Steve and Steve did the last camp, he's done this camp and uh, we're very confident. We've got Greg Stallard who's been in boxing over 20 years, Jimmy Tibbs in the corner. We're, we're okay, we're, we're, we're fine. It's not ideal, it's not an ideal scenario but we said, we said when we were all together yesterday, you either cry about it or you, you, you get on with it. And, that's, uh, and you see Joe's demeanour, he's, he's banged up for this fight. Just for the fight fans that don't know, there's been a lot of fights in, in this sort of period that have been called off and the trainer has, has got COVID-19. Tell me why uh, this fight's still on then. So basically what happened was, Salas went back to America okay. um, to service one of his other fighters. Um, when he came back, we were always cautious. We thought, well, he's been out the country, he's going through airports. Joe's been like hidden away kind of thing so we we, we, we were taking the right uh, precautions so when Salas came we put him in a hotel nobody went near him we got him in his own taxi to the hotel nobody went near him had his test 
waited for his results, and that's the reason why the fight's on. Cool. Um, that big WBO spot is a, is a big uh, carrot that's dangling for both fighters. We know that Daniel Dubois sort of occupies that number two at the moment. You've been vocal in the, in the last week or two about him taking that spot, and you know, for him, your fighter, Joe Joyce, fighting for the world title. How much do you have to sort of pull the reins? of your fighter in just to make sure that he doesn't get it. We've not, been, we've not been vocal about it. We've just been saying, like, if that if Joe wins the fight, that's where, when Joe wins the fight, that's where he is. But Joe's not concentrating on Usyk or Joshua or anyone like that. Joe's concentrating on his job on Saturday. All of us are. But, but, but yourself, you must be concentrating on what's, what's ahead. If he wins this fight... Uh, you think of everything. Of course you do. You think of everything. It's a great slot to be in, isn't it? To be managing. There's, there's the carrot there. But by no, by no means is Joe overlooking the job on Saturday. Sam, uh, I just want to talk about and probably my final question. When I look online, you, you receive hate. You know, when I was looking at the BT Sports sort of face-off, there, there was a lot of comments. There was also a lot of good yeah, comments. No, there was, so I'm just going to say, but what people don't seem to realise is you give it your 100% for your client, which is Joe Joyce. You've got a few other fighters. How do you deal with this sort of online, uh, social media hate or hatred towards you? Why, why do I care about what somebody thinks of me? Like, if... if, if if listen, if people put as much energy as is in, into into criticizing somebody, somebody could look at this interview and think that Uni he gives a shit interview. Okay, you get up here and you give the interview. Then if you can do better, why do you care about what other people think? So if people put as much energy um, into doing into saying bad things about somebody or giving their a hate opinion, they'd be they'd be doing well themselves because I don't think people in good positions do that. I think it's only people in in bad positions. But you can. They should look at me, a chubby fella from Derby, and think, flipping heck, if he can get to where, 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 that, that position, that kind of level, I can as well. I'm hope for everyone. A, a, a divvy from Derby. I'm telling you, that's, it's, it's, real, it's, real, it's real, real speaking, that is. Um, every, everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. Get up and get the job done. We'll definitely catch up on that whole story, your backstory, once everything happens but I've told, few, I've told it a few times even I'm bored of it now <laughs> Sam listen good luck to yourself good luck to your team obviously your fighter George Joyce and no doubt we'll speak to you in the future thank you mate thank you very much This is Andy Purawa for Boxing Social in association with Betfred and it is great to be joined by Max McCracken once again in person uh, here in Birmingham. Max, it's the first time that I've seen you potentially close to a year now. I think you've been back in January time. It's a while back. How has life been for, for you? Yeah, good. Nothing's really changed, you know, just gym and back and home and that's it. You know, that's about it really. I know it's been kind of difficult to be, it would have been difficult to begin with rather to try and get everybody back in the gym because of the restrictions and that. Now everybody is back. How has it been kind of getting everyone to settle back in and what you've been able to work on? Yeah, it's just just back into normal routine really. You know, just training, going around sparring. You know, we've got sparring partners coming in now. We've been around the country like this week. We was up in Sheffield, the Ingle Gym, with um, Kid Galahad. I was sparring up there, so nothing's really changed, you know. We know um, in Carl's case he's just having a bit of a rest still because he hasn't got anything to work towards. Um, so with his brother Gamal, he's got a date in, on the other hand with Luca Rigoldi. Just talk to me about that one, uh, Max. We know he's been going on for a while. How excited are you for Gamal to actually have a fight date to work towards? Yeah, it's a good opportunity for Gamal. We've, been, we've known about the fight for a while, so we just got the date yesterday. He's in good shape, Gamal. You know, he's had good sparring. We've done a good camp for this fight. And, um, you know, he's got a decent opponent. He's a, he's a good good champion, Rigolda, you know, pressure fighter. He'll be there for the 12 rounds, you know, it's just... But he makes mistakes that we'll capitalise on. So but it's a good fight for Gamal and a big opportunity. What should we expect to see from Gamal? I'm sure that he, as much as anybody, would love to see him kind of make that statement victory now. On the back of that defeat to Gavin McDonald, he's had a few fights since and he was victorious, but this is a chance for him to kind of really put his name back out there and in amongst the mix just below that world level with this European title on the line. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's good timing for him now where he is in his career. This is the sort of kind of fights he needs. So when I mean, he's just got to, you know, do a good job in this fight. He's done everything he's needs to do, you know, prepare-wise, so... He's just got to, you know, this is his opportunity to stand out now and show, show people how good he is. You mentioned Rigold is a pressure fighter, so how are you guys kind of anticipating trying to work around that? 
Well, we've just made the adjustments. We've, you know, we've got game plans, you know, for this fight we've been working on for a long time. So, you know, you'll see on the night. Is there a pressure on Gamal this time round, knowing what's at stake and because of COVID again and what we've seen with shows is only usually five or six fights on each card at the minute because of restrictions. Is there a pressure on Gamal to make sure he's successful to be able to get back out to put his name out there? Yeah, well, there's pressures with every fight in there, but especially this one. He's away from home as well, isn't he? So, you know, he's got to, um, he's got to take this chance. He's got to take these opportunities, you know, because, you know, how, how many more times are they going to come along, you know? Once he wins the European title, he's up there, the, you know, the big fights will come. Fights taking place in Italy, Max. Um, do you have any idea about kind of the travel restrictions or any quarantine restrictions that you guys might have to deal with? I'm not sure, you know, maybe we go a bit week before, I don't know, but you'll be testing over there, won't they? And mate, I'm not sure it's a quarantine when you come back. Um, just to move away from Gamal, get your thoughts on your newest member of the gym, Solomon Dakers, a former GB amateur star. Talk to me about where that one came from, Max, and how long you guys have been working together. Oh, yeah, we've been about six weeks now with Sol. Yeah, he messaged me a while ago, come and done a couple of sessions, and, you know, we gelled well. And uh, I went down with him for the sparring with Dubois and Joyce. So he's been working with both of them. And, um, yeah, he's settling in well. You know, he's ambitious. Kid, he's going to, you know, looking to do big things. We know he signed with Sam Jones and S-Jam Boxing and he's kind of mulling over offers from promoters at the minute. What is the plan for him in your eyes, though? What would you like to see him do going into 2021? Well, he's got a, he's got a couple of offers on the table now from Frank Warren and Eddie Earn. He's going to just make a choice now, probably next week, week after, and then get a date in January, just work to that date. I asked Sol this earlier, we've seen you know, promoters come out saying because of the restrictions, because of boxing's return and what's kind of able to be offered financially, the one to try and make the most of that, want to make more evenly matched fights. With that in mind, do you feel that even though it's only going to be his debut, Sol may have to fight somebody you wouldn't have thought he would have done maybe until four or five fights into his career? I don't know about his debut, you know, you're going to start off, you know, with the, you know, the typical your first, your first fights with these, you know, these journeymen and that. But I suppose there'll be domestic clashes offered. But you know, it's up to us to see if they're right for Sol at the right time. What do you see in Sol when you watch him? What, what's his potential like in the professional ranks, in your opinion? Well, he's, he's very ambitious. You know, he wants to win a world title. You know, he wants every day in the gym. He wants to improve. You know, he's working every day to improve, make himself better. You know, I think he lives a good life. He's got a good attitude. So, like, you know, it depends. You know how much he wants it, you know, how far he'll get. But, you know, he's, a, he's got decent boxing ability, good jab. He's got fast hands for a heavyweight. Seems to have a very good engine. I've been watching him in the sparring and, you know, in the rounds in the gym and he seems to have a really good engine. We know that he's done some sparring with Joe Joyce and Daniel Dubois, as you mentioned earlier on. Just talk, me, talk to me about both of those sparring sessions with either guy. Start off with Joe Joyce. What was that sparring like? Yeah, it's quality sparring, you know. Joe's a little bit starts a little bit slow, but once he gets into a rhythm, gets into a flow, he's you know he's a handful and, and he does not stop punching. Then I really had Daniel Dubois again. Just your recollection of the sparring? Yeah, he's got a good jab, good solid jab, good good right hand, and left up to the body as well. But um, you know he's a solid young kid, isn't he? A big hitter. But um, you know if you ask me to pick up who's going to win that fight, you know it's, it's a tough one. He's like like the saying early Dubois like Joyce but I've got a feeling for Joyce if he gets over those early rounds evades those big shots I think once he starts setting that pace can, can Dubois go with him I don't think Dubois has been in, a, in a, a fight like that before Who do you see there being more pressure on on that fight on Saturday night Daniel Dubois or Joe Joyce? I think there's pressure on both of them big pressure you know it's a, it's a massive fight it's a great fight isn't it I mean Joe is like 35 so you know if he loses he's got to rebuild you know has he got the time Whereas Daniel, who can come back, he's young, what, 22 years of age. But there's pressure on both of them. These beats are massive fights, isn't it? So, you know, but I think they both handled pressure well. You know, they were, they were good fighters, good amateur fighters. GB, you know, used to big tournaments and that, so more so Joe. But I think, you know, it's, it's who, turn, who wants it the most in the night as well. Moving away from your guys, Max, just get your thoughts on a couple of things in the boxing world. We are a matter of about three weeks away, I believe, or two weeks rather, from AJ Pulev. Rob, your brother, training Anton Joshua up in Sheffield. Just talk to me about kind of how you've seen their preparations going. Yeah, I think he's flying, Joshua, and he's, you know, he's made massive improvements. He's 
got momentum, you know. His um, confidence is, you know, through the roof. But Pulev's a good fighter. He's only lost to, you know, the elite fighters, isn't he? So, you know, I think Josh softens him up the first four or five rounds. I think he can get on top in the second half of the fight. We saw uh, Josh produce a very good boxing display against Andrew Ruiz in their rematch in Saudi Arabia. This time around, do you think we will see something similar? Do you think we need to see that more of a, a destructive Anthony Joshua to make a statement heading into that big fury fight in 2021? Yeah, but I think he can't be reckless, Joshua. You know, it takes one shot in the heavyweight division. But I think, yeah, he's, going to, he's looking to do a good, devastating job in this fight. I think he's looking, you know, for a spectacular stoppage or knockout. And then we've also got another big fight the week after that in Canelo versus Callum Smith. A huge, huge fight for us Brits to see um, Callum heading over there, but it's still a, a big fight um, all over the world. Your thoughts on it, though, Max? Yeah, I think it's a great fight for Callum, and you know it's a fight he deserves really. And he's in his prime, Callum. Is. I think of all his recent opponents, I think I'll give Callum a chance. You know, a big chance. I give him a chance in this fight. He's in his prime. You know, he's 30, He's a world champion. An enormous super middleweight, can bang, can box. You know, I think if he has a game right, game, right game plan, I fancy him to, you know, pull off the upset. Max McCracken, it has been a pleasure to speak to you for the first time in what feels like a, a very, very long time. Um, it's good to see you keeping well, and I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you for having me down here today. Thank you for speaking to Boxing Social. All right, cheers, Andy. <laughs>
Alas. But it's okay. The show must go on, and I've got a good team. I've got a great team, and it's such a big fight that I know what to do. I've had the bit of time with Salas to, to adjust and come up with a game plan, so Steve's well aware of as well, so um, I'm, I'm happy and I'm comfortable with what I've got, and I'm sure I'm going to get some more advice from Salas going forward. So I'm ready for, ready for the fight. Just spoke to your manager, Sam Jones, who said that he believes if it was Daniel Dubois' camp and Martin Bowers tested positive, the fight would be off. Was there any consideration to, to pull this fight off? No chance. No. no. It, has to, it, has to, it has to go on. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate and it would have been better if he'd you know, been here and stayed here the whole time and not gone back and then it'd be fine. But, you know, you've got to deal with what uh, life throws at you and go with it. So... Um, and he, he's confident in me winning the fight, so I'm, I'm happy and I'm ready. Essentially, Joe is the boss, the fighter is the boss, so if he says the fight is on, he's happy to continue. You and Sam are pleased with that, Absolutely. yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, all, all Sam and I do is advise Joe. Joe makes the decisions. But our strong advice here is, you know, the, the game plan was developed by Salas and Steve. Steve's here. Steve's going to put it into play. Joe listens to Steve, which is really important. He actually listens to him. He trusts him. And, you know, in, in a footballing context, a lot of managers have tested positive and, you know, the number two takes it over. Number two takes the team. They understand the way it works. For us to bring in, you know, I got asked earlier, should we have brought in an older head in the way that some other people have done? And with respect to the other coaches, they've got their own ideas. You know, this is our team, our camp. We've got our own ideas and they're going to be put in play on Saturday night. Aside from that, let's look at Saturday night. Do you think it suits Daniel Moore if you start trading off and this becomes a, a dogfight. Are you going to try and keep this fight as long as possible in terms of distance? Oh, you're going for the, to get in for the game plan. You know. Just give it to him now. Yeah, he's watching you and taking notes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't, don't watch me. <laughs> do you fancy trading off? Uh, you know, do you feel like your heart might take over then there sometimes or are you going to be disciplined in this fight? Well, yeah, if I see it, and then I'll, I'll go for it. But I'm... You know, I'm I come from experience, and I'll, I'll be measured in my emotions. And I think, you know, um, it's probably not a good idea to trade with him early on. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> probably a bad idea. Probably a bad idea. I think people agree with you on that one, Joe. We've never really seen you hurt in a ring, bar that time against Brian Jennings when he when he took you to the body. Have you been doing a lot of core abs work? Yeah. Um, with your, with your guys uh, in your team to, to make sure, you know, Daniel's got very good left to the body to prevent that from happening again? Yeah, I, I've, um, you know, I've got, I've got some abs poking through now, which is, which is good. <laughs> I'm uh, slightly lighter and more economical and ready, firing on all cylinders. Done some great uh, training with uh, Cameron Goff over there. He's uh, come, come with the science and I'm... You know, I, I know um, the has got that good left hook, so I'll be ready for that. Where with with Jennings, I was messing about, I was showboating, and I wasn't I wasn't tensing when I got hit in the body, so it really took the wind out of my sails. And mate, <laughs> I don't think I don't think he noticed, but like I, I read it through, and that's another experience on the on the belt, on another notch of my experience belt. I ask that because uh, when it seems like you get hit on the chin, not that you, do, you want to prevent that, of course, against Daniel, but it just seems like you don't move when you get hit on the chin. Yeah, I'm used to lumps and bumps from playing rugby, so it's just the same thing. I, I prefer not to get hit, but I can take a shot, so, but I will not be relying on that in this fight. We also got, we got Joe tested, Cam got Joe tested, and his bone density is seven times that of a normal human. So that's why he can take those punches. Jogging up, jogging up, Joe, can you give me a final prediction going into Saturday night? It's going to be, this is going to be a great fight. I think fight of the year, hopefully, and I'm, you're just going to see the levels of me, and I'm going to get the knockout. I'm going to get the victory, I believe, and just tune in and don't miss it. Just finally, actually, we know uh, when you're in the ring. You, 
opponents find it very awkward. You have this awkward style. You throw these kind of winging shots in combinations, and your power increases through through them combinations. Do you think the key for you is if you can make Daniel fight at a pace that he's never fought before because he's very good with his balance, you know, efficient, likes to set things up. If you can make him fight at a pace he's never fought before, you're going to control this takeover and then make it a dogfight for him. Yeah, definitely. Do you want to be in my corner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much are we talking? Oh, <laughs> Why do you think I'm asking all these questions? I'm trying to replace Ishmael. Got the new head coach. Got the new head coach. Umar. Yeah. I fell Umar, yeah. <laughs> Listen, juggernaut. <laughs> Best of luck in, uh, on Saturday night. And uh, we will catch a word after the fight, OK? All right. Nice one. Adam, thank you very much. Cheers, cheers, Umar. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. He's dangerous. He's got dynamite in both fists. This is a big fight for boxing fans all around the world. Uh, how to exploit Joe's um, weaknesses and, and recognise his strengths. Frank Warren suggested that the winner of this fight will go on. Abbas Hussein here for seconds out here with the main man, 40 years in the business, Frank Warren. Frank, uh, at last, we're at here. Last, at last. We're here. How does it feel to be a relieved man? I know there's been a couple of scares, a couple of rearrangements, but talk to me how you're feeling at the moment. I'm feeling right. I'll be feel much better on Saturday when I step in the ring. Then I feel, then I feel everything's been done. It's been hard work, as you know, getting this on, but uh, everybody's really worked hard, the fighters, their camps and us. Queensbury to get it over the line and that's what we've done and BT that's what we've done Fighting talk from both men uh, Joe's very very confident that he can get the job done Daniel showing his youth saying let's get it on let's just get into the ring let's, let's do it um, but Frank you, I know that you know, Daniel's your guy you know, but realistically how tough a job is it going, going to be for him on Saturday night? Look, they're both with Queensbury, and uh, sometimes the business calls for fighters who are under the same promoter to get it on with each other. fact is, Daniel signed with me before he signed with Joe, as we know, and uh, we are where we are. The reason this fight's happened, because both the fighters wanted it. They, they wouldn't take a backward step. No one was prepared to drop out, so it's on. They've called for it. They've got this tremendous self-belief that they both have the beating of each other, which is good. Um... I think we're going to see something a little bit special on Saturday. I really do feel we're going to see a real good quality, heavyweight, old-fashioned heavyweight fight. And I, because I think I think that's what they'll deliver to the fans. They're, they're, I mean, I've never seen them both look so well. Joe, especially, has got himself in good shape. Daniel's in tremendous condition. So there'll be no excuses for anybody here who, for the loser. Um, and nor are they looking for them either. With the sort of public demand for this fight, what once sort of the British Border Control called for this fight all that time ago, the fans wanted it since then. It was going to happen earlier on in the year. COVID came, rearranged, rearranged, rearranged. It's not on pay-per-view. I know you would have liked to put on pay-per-view to probably give a, a bigger show, a better show, but the main event's still here. How much was public demand the main influence of getting it on without any pay-per-view? There was no... It wasn't. It was our decision. It was us and BT... Uh, decided to do that. We just felt that times were tough and we felt there was, at that time, if you remember, there was about three or four, well, there was four pay-per-view shows going to be on. So we felt that was too much and that's why we did what we did. Simple as that. No pressure from anybody. That was our decision. I do want to talk about uh, a, a situation that's come up in regards to Ismail Salas, the uh, coach for Joe Joyce. We know that he's tested positive for COVID-19, um, but the fight's still going on. Can you just tell the fans in regards to what's actually happened and how the fight's still happening? Well, what he did, he came over here uh, a, a, well, quite a while ago. He was training Joe and he had another fighter fighting a couple of weeks ago and he went back out to the States for about, two, I think it was about three or four weeks. I'm not sure how long he was out there. 
to be with this with his other fighter, then came back here. Um, obviously, we're all conscious of COVID and the problems, so he was picked up uh, from the airport in a car, kept separate from everybody till he passed his test. Unfortunately, he tested positive, so he's no longer in the corner. And the British Board of Control were fine to sort of know that he was in contact with Joe, so they could... They've seen all the paperwork and documentation, so... They're, they're okay with it. And obviously, if there was a problem, we, we wouldn't be letting the fight go ahead. Frank, on, on fight night, what do you expect to happen? We know, and both fighters are saying, it's going gonna, it's gonna to finish within the distance. But yourself, you've seen heavyweights. You've had 40 years of experience with big fights. How do you see this one playing out? I think exactly what the two fighters have said. I think that's how it will play out. Big punches. I think, you know... Somebody's going to have to go out and dominate the fight from the beginning. I don't think they'll be cagey. I think they'll. I think as soon as the first bell goes, they'll get down to business. And it's going to be interesting whose jab dominates it from the start. It's going to be speed, pace, and uh, and obviously you know they're big bangers. Is it collectively um, they've only had two opponents, one each, who've gone the distance. All the rest of them have all been knocked over. So I don't think uh, we'll be. I don't think we'll be. Um, I don't think this fight will go to distance. I think there's going to be a lot of big shots going to be whizzing around and everything. I think the, extra, the, the it's just going to be fantastic. The only the only disappointment I've got is not in front of a live audience because I think the atmosphere would be tremendous. But it's going to be great anyway. It's going to be a fantastic fight. I am going to talk to you about a live audience, which we've obviously had the government announce But before I ask you about that. Something I sort of pulled out from the press conference, Daniel's very confident, but he sent a message to the rest of the heavyweight division. Um, and he's not done that before. When I've been around him, I've asked him questions. He's never done that before. He made a message that he sent a message saying, once I've dealt with Joe, I'm ready for the rest of them. How, how, how great is it that you've seen Daniel progress from this quiet, shy, uh, m- big man, um, but now he's, gone into this com- he's got this sense of confidence in him. He's producing the sort of performances on fight nights. How great is it to be in your position? He's, I've got to be honest with you, he's been pretty confident since I first met him. He's had confidence, but he's not been outwardly. He's not, he's not brash, he's not arrogant. He doesn't, you know, shout, shout it out. And he's, he's not that type of guy. But he's obviously, he turned pro at a young age and he's, get, he's getting more confidence in front of speaking with the public. But he's, uh, you know, he's quite eloquent and uh, he believes in his ability. Tremendous self-belief. As Joe has, by the way, but tremendous self-belief, and uh, he, fe- he he feels, and I know that this fight, the winner of this fight, is next year is going to be phenomenal for them. They all know what's on the line. They both know what's on the line here. They, you know, you've got British, Commonwealth, European, WBC silver belt, and that number two, the very valuable number two spot in the WBO. That's what's on the line. These guys know what's at the stake it's not going to be the end of the world for a loser yeah. it won't be the end of the world for a loser but this is this is this is the real deal I want to ask you then number one in the WBO is Alexander Usyk he fought a couple of weeks ago against Derek Chisora um, and it was his first real test at heavyweight what did you make of him coming up to heavyweight look he was a ultra ultra brilliant cruiserweight Unbelievable, you know, what he did. Um, heavyweight, he's fought um, Chav Witherspoon. Chaz Witherspoon, I think, went seven rounds with him, won the fight. That was his first fight at that weight. And obviously, he fought Derek. And I know Derek backwards. I mean, I've promoted him for God knows how many years. And Derek did what he always does, went out there and uh, he gives a good account of himself. But um, I can see that with Usyk, I think that, you know, with real the real top quality heavyweights, and he's a, he certainly is. He was a great cruiserweight, as I said. I think he's going to have to really be able to... Can he, well, can he maintain that, that pace? Because he's, he's speed against these big guys. Can he maintain that for 12 rounds? I don't know where he can or he can't. can't. And uh, the thing is, when normally somebody comes up from that weight division, they do it, you know, they do it around 26, 27, 28, maybe even a little bit older. They can grow into it, into that. At, what is he, 33, 34? Yeah. yeah, at that age, you're not going to grow into a heavyweight. And that's, that, you know, his, his weight on the night was probably just eating normally and not have to watch his diet as, you know, as you would normally have to do. I don't know. Whether he's big, truly big enough or not, I'm not sure. Um, 
I fancy I've read his guys against him. You spoke about live audiences just a little while ago. Uh, we've got the announcement that, you know, sports, it looks like sporting events can have some sort of attendance uh, very soon. London's been announced as tier two, which means that it, it will be able to. Um, Yard versus Anthony Yard versus uh, Linda Northup is next week. Just give me an update in regards to sort of the people that can come and watch it. Um, well, we're not we're not um, selling tickets for it. Okay. Um, obviously, as you said, it's tiered, so we know the, you know where we're at. We know how many tickets, or we're working out how many people we can get in there. But what we're doing, we're going to give the tickets to our invited guests, who are going to basically be key workers who work very hard and to get everybody safe during the pandemic. And I want to invite the Chelsea pensioners along. And we'll make sure they're in a safe environment at the venue too. Oh. Uh, talking about the government going forward, um, I want to talk about grassroots boxing and the sort of lack of government investment in it. We saw the government put, uh, government put out an announcement covering every sport apart from boxing. Um, just your reaction to that, Frank? It's a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace. I look at that and look where they've, they've allocated money. It's, it's dreadful. If you look at sort of with professional boxing, now, the guys at the top, the Tyson Furies, Anthony Joshers, and a few of the other champions, they're pretty well set up for life. Yeah. They're okay. But that's financially. They still need, obviously, to, to work from a mental perspective. But they're pretty, pretty okay. You've got probably 95% of the boxers in this country um, are not in that position. And certainly got young guys with mortgages, young families. Um, and they're the people who work with them, their trainers and managers, they get a living from the sport. They get no financial assistance. There's nothing happening at any of the uh, small halls. There's no small hall shows going on. There's just Matram and Cells uh, doing shows, and I think MTK. So we've got the financial cushion of TV helping, helping us. We're not making any money but to help us. But there's nothing other than that. There's nothing going on. So how are these guys getting by you know, these small hall shows, a lot of money get on the shows by selling tickets. You can't have big audiences there, or sell, which they're not going to be able to have in, 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 in the York halls as well. They're going to struggle. And the board have, have absolutely ignored... Sorry, the board. The, um, the uh, government have absolutely ignored that. And then you've got the amateur side of it, where there's nothing going on. You've just got the GB squad, which is probably... Well, there are a couple of thousand, 3,000 amateur boxers in the country. I'm not sure. But... Well, you've got a GB squad. How many fighters is that? What's 20, 25? I don't know how many it is. They get supported. Nobody else. No amateur shows. Can't go to their gyms. Not training. These are all in inner city areas, you know, where, where, where these gyms are part of the community and help the community. It helps with things like obesity. It helps with, with um, interacting between ethnic communities. It gives them discipline. Keeps them off the street, especially in places like London, Manchester and other cities where you've got this knife crime. Zilch has been done for them. Yet come an election, you get Boris Johnson in a gym wearing a pair of gloves, having a photo opportunity with a boxer. I can remember back when David Cameron with Amir Khan up in Bolton and George Brown, who was, who, who was, you know, he was up against the election, fighting to get to get, get him involved in their respective parties. Where are you now? Where all you people now use it when you when you, you know, boxing is a is a, is a sport, you know, for, for basically for kids from from uh, working-class backgrounds. I'm sure these kids would like to do, like to be tennis players, golfers, racing car drivers and so on, but they, they're never going to get, never be able to afford that or get, or, or get the support to be able to do that. They're boxers. But all these other sports, greyhound racing, um, ice hockey, you know, when did we ever win any gold medals in any of those sports? When did greyhound racing... Which, you know, I appreciate they're getting it hard and they need some support. But if you're going to support them, support boxing. Because come the Olympic Games, who who's normally comes out of the Olympic Games as the most popular athlete? Anthony Joshua, a gold medal. Audley Harrison winning gold, gold medal. Nicola Adams. Amir Khan. And everyone wants to be around. All the government and all the opportunities with them. All the photographs with them then. Come and support the bloody sport and do something for it. It's a disgrace. Totally agree, Frank. Uh, just final two questions. Just want to talk about the two Tysons. First of all, Tyson Fury, unfortunately, not out in 2020 no more. Just give me your sort of decision making through that. Well, he's just knocked me out. It didn't stack up. And uh, hopefully he'll be out next year, early next year. That's what everybody's working towards making happen. Finally, in regards to 40 years in the, in the game, one story that always sticks out is the Mike Tyson story. We've heard it many a times about him not paying the bill and you, you, you've had to sort of you know, cover that bill and you two having a sort of altercation or Mike Moore 
more Mike sort of having an altercation with yourself. But he's fighting on Saturday night um, after this. What do you make of uh, the two veterans coming back to the sport in a, in a eight two rounders? Well, as you know, it's on BT TV. Who I work with. For me, it's a car crash. You've got these two guys who are going to be fighting. It's the car crash that but everybody's going to turn their neck to watch it, probably including me. I'll tune in. Won't be able to help myself as much as I don't think old guys should be in the ring at that age fighting. Um, it is what it is. Frank, always a pleasure talking to yourself. 40 years in the business, and no doubt we'll speak to you more in the future. Thank you very much. Crossed for another 40 years. Thank you very much, Frank.